Welcome to Tenet Men. Welcome to Tenet Men. I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film, Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward through the film. Kevin is on the red-blue team. Oh, blue team. Moving, yeah. I did it again. <laughs> blue team traveling in reverse. Kevin, how are you? I'm I'm good. I, I should probably put on my uh, armband so you know which uh, fashion I'm in. It's embarrassing because I just have to read this paragraph at the beginning of every episode. Uh, and the problem is like red team, blue team are right on top of each other in the paragraph. And for some reason, I must be dyslexic or something. And I well, that, keep messing up. That's my formatting error. I should have put space. I should have put more line space in there. I like that you're willing to take the blame for my idiocy. Very noble of you. I can read, I swear. Yeah. Uh, episode 29. We are blowing through this movie. Uh, yeah, next week, episode 30 will be literally 60 minutes of covered film, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really cruising through it. I'm actually, I kind of got a little off of it for a little while. I think it like it wears on you trying to figure out this movie. But uh, doing a dialogue heavy scene helped uh, with my latest uh, breakdown because it was a, a little bit simpler than trying to wrap your head around like, you know, an unexploded grenade being used or something like that. Well, you know what they, they say about repetition, right? So like, <laughs> you know, the here's the example I'm going to use. The, the Simpsons Sideshow Bob episode when uh, he steps on the rakes and hits himself oh, in course. the face. Yeah. So classic, right? So like the first time he does it, it's hilarious, right? Uh, and then he does it for like 10 seconds and there's like some diminishing returns. It's like, okay, yeah, we saw this already, but then it continues for like 30 more <laughs> seconds. Right. And so like that, there's a lull between like 10, 10 and 30 seconds where it's like, all right, this isn't funny anymore. But then between 30 and 40 seconds, it gets funny again. <laughs> uh, it's like the, the rule of threes, which turns into like the rule of, you know, <laughs> rule of seven. And, and, and then eventually like the rule of 24. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 you know, not everyone is going to be great, but like every now and then it's going to get you. <laughs> it comes back. It comes back is the point, right? Yeah. So it's something might start off awesome. It gets, you hit a lull, but then if you keep doing it, it gets awesome again. If you keep watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whether, yeah. Whether you love it or hate it, you'll love it the, the first two times and hate it the third, or, or you'll hate it the right. first two times and the third time be like, oh, this is a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just like any other complicated relationship in your life, uh, this movie, <laughs> this movie, this movie comes back again. <laughs> I can't believe this is the movie we chose to have a relationship with. <laughs> uh, yeah, my next movie is going to be way hotter. <laughs> it will all pay off if this is the one, the one Nolan movie that he does a sequel to. That's not, you know, Batman. He's not going to do a sequel to this. You think there's a sequel to this? I think it's of all the movies he's made, this is the most has the most potential for a sequel. Would you rather see a sequel of this or Inception? Well, because we're doing this podcast, yes, I want to see. 
we'd have another um, uh, 200 minutes to discuss. That's true, actually. <laughs> That's a lot more content for us. Okay, I'll tell you what. I do want a sequel on this versus Inception because Inception is by far a way better movie and I don't want that to get ruined by a exactly. sequel. Exactly, yeah. So let's ruin Tenet by having a sequel to it because there's, you know, there's not much. He can't make this any worse. Not that, <laughs> no. again, it's not a bad movie, right? Not a it bad can, movie. That's right. It can only get better. It, honestly, yes, right? And that's fine. I don't want to ruin it. Inception's very good. I hold Inception pretty high. I like it a lot. Let's not ruin it with a sequel. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am covering minute marker 2821 to 2921. Uh, we left off last week. Uh, the protagonist and Kat have finally met. He went into her studio. Uh, he pulled out the fake painting, uh, and then we immediately cut to dinner where they didn't skip a beat in conversation. Uh, one of the most interesting phenomena of this movie <laughs> where you can skip large periods of time and continue a conversation like it never stopped. Uh, the line we left off at last week, we had just started dinner. He says, I traced it back to a repo, then realized I scored a bargain. Talking about the fake painting. Yeah. Uh, so we'll pick up from there. So traced it back to a repo, then realized I scored a bargain when he told me who paid top dollar for another one of his pictures, your husband, right? So he's telling her, yes, I got a painting by the same artist that your husband paid $9 million. We'll get to that uh, for a painting. So I feel like I got a bargain on this one because it was a lot less than $9 million. Kat says, where's your bargain? Your drawing is an obvious fake. And then the protagonist, my drawing is a very good fake. You know that better than anyone. The information is the bargain. Uh, and then Kat, really big sigh. Uh, and she says, the information that I helped defraud my own husband? Yeah, like a question. Mm -hmm. And the protagonist says, he and I are in related businesses, but he's a very hard man to meet. If you and I were to make an arrangement, Kat says, an arrangement? Question? You mean blackmail? Don't be afraid of the word. My husband isn't. Yeah. And she has a huge smile. Um, and then she's like, I'm sorry to tell you, he got there first. Protagonist, he knows, and he's never done anything about it. Kat says, why would he? Uh, yeah. it, right, go ahead. I, I don't know how much more you have, but like... Not much. Is, isn't this like the most convolute... Like, I, 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 I remember watching my first two rewatches of it, trying to figure out this whole scheme, but like, this is the most convoluted... <laughs> relationship like it's just this is not how you start off or like a relationship where you're like you, you know you build a relationship there's okay actually I, 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 okay this is what i'll say the mystery of this relationship the thing the protagonist is finding out is really uninteresting to me no matter how many times i try and break it down like this leverage that he has over her based on this painting based on her ability to authenticate it it has so little to do with the plot and it has, it's so convoluted. I even have trouble following it exactly. Right. I don't know. How do you no, feel no, about no. this side, this, this whole thing? Cause it's, it's See, it, when you say, okay, well there's, when you yeah. say leverage, you're talking about Seder's leverage on cat. Yes. Okay. We're going to get to that in the next minute. We're actually, we're okay. not even there yet. Right. So I, when I'm talking about relationship, I'm talking about the relationship between the protagonist and cat. Right. Okay. That's developing here. Right. Yes. Which is interesting. I'll give it that. However, this, the actual thing they're talking about is 
both hard to follow and also non-essential because the painting actually has very little to do. It's 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 the least interesting MacGuffin of the movie. Um, it's necessary. We'll get to that. All we'll right. get to that. Maybe, I don't think I don't think it's as bad as as maybe you do. Um, unless it has high. some sort of thematic meaning that I'm missing. I don't know. Well, it's a it's a fake, kind of like Seder. Seder's kind of a fake. Yeah. He's not a he's not an actual rich person. He's manipulating space and time. Um I just who made that up. I just made that up. I don't know if that's really intended, but Yeah, well, I mean but he also has, you know, seven pieces or eight pieces of a possible doomsday device. Right. Eight pieces. Um I'm just so like putting all that aside for now because we're going to get to that. Uh, the way the protagonist, is, you know, tries to attempt some kind of quid pro quo relationship. Well, not even right because it's mm-hmm. first it's, he's just a- attempting this relationship in, entirely on blackmail. I feel like is bad spy work, but maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah. It's like I'm going to take this giant shot in the dark <laughs> stab at, you know, my one chance of making this relationship work with like a pretty ballsy move here. Uh, I don't know. I don't like it. Doesn't sit well with me. Feels like bad spy work. Anyway. Yeah. So getting back into it, he paid yeah. nine million dollars for it. And she says barely could cover the cost of the holiday. He just forced us on <laughs> protagonist. Where'd you go? Mars? <laughs> Some. Uh, so yeah, levity. Cat uh, says Vietnam on our yacht, his yacht. And then she says, "You've got the suit, the shoes, the watch. I think you're a little out of your depth." I want to pause here for a second. I've made it known on this show I'm a pretty big watch nerd. He's not wearing the watch, quote unquote. He's wearing a Hamilton Sea View Chrono Quartz. It retails for like a thousand dollars. No billionaire or millionaire is wearing that watch. Mm. Sorry, uh, just got to put that out there. Uh, it's product placement because, you know, the Hamilton brand is in every one of Christopher Nolan's movies. Yeah. Um, well, I not the early ones. I, I forget when it started, but was it Inception um, that that started? Inception. Well, Interstellar, the watch is like third build. Leonardo uh, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio wears a tag in Inception, oh. but that's because he's a brand ambassador for tag, so he he wouldn't be able to wear a Hamilton even if he wanted. Oh. Uh but there might be another one in Inception. The Dark Knight has Hamilton in it though. Bruce Wayne oh. wears uh, a Hamilton. That's from before Inception. Hmm. Hamilton's known for mer- wearing uh, making like military field watches and Christopher Nolan obviously has a thing about like that kind of that style of movie and that style of watch, you know? Yeah. I do love the technology of a watch because mm-hmm. it is, it's a piece of technology. It's a wearable piece of technology that stands the test of time. And it's yes. And it has like the invention of a timekeeping device has history and navigation. You have to know what time it is where you are in order to figure out your latitude or not, right. your lati- not, not your latitude, your longitude. You can figure out. You can your your watch can act as a compass, actually, if you know how to position it correctly with the sun. Point is, though, mm-hmm. this is not a watch any rich person would wear. Uh, okay, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't speak to the suit or the shoes, but uh, definitely not the watch. Anyway, uh, she's like, I think you're a little out of your depth. 
And then the protagonist says, people who have amassed fortunes like your husband generally aren't okay being cheated out of any of it. And then Kat just stares at him. Mm. Um, and that's the end of my minute, actually. It's oh, the okay. long, awkward stare. Uh, it goes on for like five seconds, actually. I you know, kept going past my minute marker just to see how long that goes for. Um, but yeah, so the, the conclusion of this scene is the protagonist is trying to blackmail Kat. Cat uh, lets him know that he, she can't be blackmailed with this. Uh, so he took a swing. He missed big. <laughs> he should be fired as a spy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just like this is not good spy work. By whoever he works for. Well, all he has to go off is what Mr. Crosby told him. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Which is interesting. In my next episode, I'm going to talk about Mr. Crosby, I think. Um, interesting. Yeah, I found I, I keep finding stuff in the script and I sometimes have to go, wait, is that in the movie? And I, <laughs> then I have to like rewatch like half of the movie. <laughs> yeah. But uh if we're ready to, are we ready to switch over? Uh, we are. Blue team, you are up. Yeah. Uh, so, commence. Let the I operation a, begin. So, as a piece of symmetry here, I also have a conversation between Cat and the protagonist. The last one that happens, um, and this is the first one. So obviously, Christopher <laughs> Nolan intended it to be that way. Very palin palindromatic. Yeah, I almost wonder. Like, I would love to see him do like a whole whiteboard presentation of how he lined all this up. <laughs> Or if it was all just coincidence. This has to be a coincidence, right? <laughs> or planned? I don't know. <laughs> I can't. I can't tell. If you hate it, it's planned. If it's <laughs> if you love it, it's a happy coincidence. Then, um, but we start off at the end of the conversation because I'm going backwards and it's very confusing. Uh, but he almost just walked up to her and they're talking about the mission and what needs to be done. She starts off, it doesn't start off, but my minute starts off with her saying, a chance to save my child? You can't know what that means to a mother. And the protagonist says, no. <laughs> uh, and then she goes on uh, to say, I don't know if I hate him more for the things he's done or because he knows that about me. Uh, she's referring to something uh, she said uh, before where she had a flashback to the, the Vietnam, um, which was mentioned in your minute, the, 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 the fight they have on the yacht that she's about to return to, that she let it slip um, that she hates him and wishes he was dead. Up till then, she had been faking their relationship just to appease him and keep him from getting angry. Um, and then she goes on to say, uh, you've killed people before. You've killed people you hated before. The protagonist responds, it's not usually personal. And then Kat says, he's dying anyway. It might not even count. The protagonist says, it always counts. You're not there to kill him. You're there as the backstop. If we haven't lifted the algorithm and he kills himself, he takes us all with him instantly, which we've discovered is not true. Uh, you've said that's not true. I'm not convinced, <laughs> but I don't, I don't think we understand the dead man switch. No, it's conveniently amb amb ambiguous that she can't kill him until he has, until she has a confrontation with him and he has a confrontation with the protagonist so that Kenneth Branagh 
get, gets the full paycheck out of this movie. <laughs> I, you know what I've, I've, I've mentioned before in previous, uh, previous episodes that I do have one really, really big problem with this movie actually. Uh, and you actually just touched on it. Can I say it now? Yeah, I have yeah, not yeah, please. It. So she's, he's dying anyway, right? This is the first time you've referenced that, right? So mm-hmm. and we learn later or earlier in the movie from that point that he's got like pancreatic cancer and that he's not going to recover. Like he's going to die anyway. Um, so here's Kat, you know, even before all this nonsense started, she knows this guy that she's married to and hates and is controlling her is going to die anyway why why get involved in any of this right like he's gonna die like okay well i only have to withstand this for a little bit longer and then he's gonna die and then i'll be free of his madness you're right but she also has to save the doomsday device also she does kind of hate like she's saying here i kind of want to kill him because i hate him fine (laughs) fine but like at this point, right, like he literally tried to kill her and stuff, and like there's been like all this craziness, but like, but she doesn't have to do, she just needs to like be patient and sit back and let it all unfold because he's going to die anyway. But he's also set it up that she'll never see her kid again until he's dead. I don't know if that's the condition. She, he can't control anything once he's dead. She's the mother. You take that, mm. you go to court, you win, you win the, the kid back. Easy, done. Hmm, yeah. This dude's gonna die. I, I, but I think that's the reasoning in the film is that he's set it up that she'll never get. The I think this back. is the weak. This is the weakest uh, leg of the stool <laughs> in the, for like the plot here. Like this is, this is, this is weak, man. It, yeah, it's also that we don't have that much time to explain her entire backstory because we're talking about a painting so often. But <laughs> or it's the like painting, painting, the painting has more merit than this part, uh, which we'll get to. But this, no, this is weak, man. This is this is really he's going to die. like. I don't understand like why he needs to be dying anyway. Where like what what value does that add to the plot? It's just motivation for him to end the world, I guess, and not care what happens to the world. That I mean, I'd rather him not be dying and have that motivation than him to be like terminally ill, because it adds a it adds an even worse plot hole. But if he's dying anyway, why is there a dead man switch? That that too, right? Yeah. I mean, because well, he's taking the world with him, right? So whatever. I, I mean, it's also it's thematic in that, like you know. He, he was exposed to the radiation and his life was cut short because he sold his, he sold, he sold his, his life soul, to yeah. service, uh, to uncovering nuclear waste for money. Um, right. And that's, that's why he's the perfect person to behave. If he's selling his life for that little amount of money, a couple of, a couple of gold bear bonds and bars, and <laughs> maybe he'll destroy the whole world for us. Um, yeah, so I think there's thematic reasons in there too. Fine. But also, but, but she's doing it for a kid. I mean, she's a mother. That's that's, that's her motivation. But he's right? gonna die anyway, and then she gets the kid. I don't. But Seder not, free. Not according to the script. She's not getting the kid. I, the script doesn't say that. The I think it doesn't will. go into custody I details. Next, I think my next minute actually states that specifically. All right. All right. Fine. <laughs> I'll withhold my my okay. complaint. Just. I, I, she says something like, "I was given an out." She said, "I can, I could walk away, but I can never see my son again." 
that's that's that was the deal and instead i decided to stay and keep up the ruse so i can see my son ever so briefly as he's whisked from school to wherever they keep him hiding so she doesn't even see him that often but she sees him a little bit that's what she sold herself for um to keep up this ruse that that came out in the on the yacht which we just saw in a flashback or i'll talk about in my next minute uh, okay. Uh, which, okay. Then we go, uh, Kat says, uh, just keep up your end. Okay. To the protagonist. Hmm. And in the script, it says the protagonist nods and she kisses him. Does not happen in the movie. Um, I think she does give him a kiss. No, mm-hmm. I didn't, but like, not like this. Like, uh... Yeah. I, I mean, the script and this is edited heavily. So I'm I'm bouncing it back and forth between my notes and the script here. Um, I think she does give him a kiss. Oh my god, did I miss that somehow? But like not, I, my, not like a. It's not a romantic kiss. Yeah, not yeah. It's like a goodbye kiss. Yeah. Because then, okay. Uh, in my notes, it says we move right on to this. He hands her a phone and says, "When it's over and you're raising your boy, carry this." And it's a dumb phone, a burner phone. Um, there may be a time and place you feel uncomfortable. Hit talk, state your location, hang up. Cat asks, who gets the message? Protagonist answers, posterity. And that's the end of their scene. The end of their final scene. And also accuse the actual, the literal track of the movie, posterity, which starts to play as we move into the next uh, scene. I do like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. I'm just going back into the... Yeah. Do you have it up? I do. I do. <laughs> all right. All right. I just need uh, like 10 seconds here. Okay. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I watches. Watches. You watches. Know. <laughs> <laughs> they tell your time, your location. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe there is no kiss. I thought maybe she did. Maybe it's earlier. Um, Maybe it is earlier. You because be this is all heavily edited. Like stuff in the script, you know, even as I do editing, I can tell like, like, oh, they shot this for the script and then they move this section of their dialogue into different minutes. She so. does. She does give him a kiss. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. It's a, it's like a friendly kiss. It's Okay. Yeah. It's just like a goodbye. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is. You're right. It's a, it's a, that's in next week's episode. Spoiler alert. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. I missed it then. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it must take place in those brief seconds where I'm not sure if it's in this minute or yeah. that minute. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I think next week I just, I jump kind of right to him going on to the helicopter. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. So next week I will cover that kiss next in week. depth. We will reenact <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. All right. Calm down. <laughs> it's friend. It's friendly. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, all right. Well, I'll do it. I'll be, I'll do it in reverse. <laughs> Fine. But I'm the protagonist. <laughs> um, that's, that's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say to my wife tonight. Uh, can I be the protagonist tonight? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Things are getting weird on Tenement. <laughs> Uh, thank you all for listening to the Tenet Men podcast. If you've enjoyed this, please take a moment to rate, follow, review on whatever platform you found us on. Uh, 
rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movement of Tenet next week. And until then, we will meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning.